What's good, world? It's your boy, Mastermind Man, and this is another weekday drop. This is the November 2021 weekday drop, and uh, we're going to be talking about a couple things here in gaming and technology, man. But before I get started, man, for those that's new, be sure to follow me everywhere on all platforms, TikTok, IG, Master23Mind, YouTube, Mastermind RGTV, that's where we are now on YouTube also, and on all podcast platforms, Real Gamer for the YouTube people, y'all see it behind me. And for the anchor people, Real Gamer, Mastermind RGTV on YouTube, that's where we at. Look, man, let's jump right into this, man. We got a lot to talk about. Be sure to check out the previous episode of the podcast. Also, um, the October 2021 weekday drops. But um, picking up right what I was talking about from October episodes, pretty much... Uh, couple stuff or even write me a little list down here to kind of keep y'all in check with a couple things so we talk we're going to we're going to be speaking about uh netflix gaming just a little bit just a tad bit on that overwatch 2 and uh diablo 4 is now delayed we're going to speak just a little bit about that uh the sega and the whole microsoft thing that happened uh currently this week or uh end of october should i say we're going to speak a little bit about that and uh, Jay-Z getting into the metaverse. Jumping right into the metaverse. Oh, and before that, Resident Evil uh, Village. Uh, getting a free deal. So you're going to speak about Resident Evil also. But uh, I want to jump right into the metaverse thing because it's really a big thing to talk about. And I'm going to actually do another podcast episode to where it's like dedicated to what we're going to speak about. Cryptocurrency, metaverse, and how all of this stuff is really just kind of coming threefold with gaming um again i'm gonna do another episode just diving deep into that but just a quick glimpse of what the metaverse is the metaverse is basically a digital world now to us gamers we already kind of been in the back and forth in the metaverse just a little bit uh for us like vr and ar and things like that and even mixed reality um those things give you such a, a, a preview of a glimpse inside of this digital world. Now, the metaverse is a little bit more the future metaverse, I would say. What, what Facebook showed uh, is something that they hope to accomplish to be just running just like that. Now, we haven't really technically got to that point per se, but we're kind of there, but not all the way there. Now, the thing is, I'm not really sure how they're going to shift to like real world things over into this world is it's really is really twisted and it's really weird because you people still got to live outside of the metaverse and another podcast. I'm going to dive deep into those questions because I got questions myself, but just going back to a gaming perspective is it's definitely a big thing for gamers and we're looking like yo what's up yo come on over to my metaverse crib think remember uh playstation home back in the day now for a quick moment i want you for all the gamers y'all know about the playstation home i want y'all to take that glimpse and sims take that that same excitement that you have for sims same excitement that you have a playstation home take that 
and bring that into the metaverse mix that in with it imagine you purchasing some new nikes or something inside the metaverse it's not even out in the real world yet nike just trademarked uh their stuff to be purchased in the metaverse everything is going completely digital now cryptocurrency all this stuff purchase these digital nikes with uh some cryptocurrency and they're not even out in the real world yet us sims players over here love to decorate our characters and us playstation home people love to kind of you know show off our digital land or uh you know just have a good time and meet and social react with other people in this digital world the metaverse is that people is sims times 100 is playstation home times 100 is any type of digital immersed world that we have we are used to playing here in the gaming world is times that so would that's just mind-blowing right yeah definitely uh, Jay-Z is investing in the metaverse. Why is that huge? Because we're talking about one of the biggest hip-hop artists uh, making a big investment on a digital world. So you may think that, you know, well, for one, going back to the whole metaverse just for a little bit, it's more of a 3D world. Uh, that's why they call it Web 3. It's three-dimensional type and two-dimensional more from the apps per se. We're technically already in these digital worlds because we're on our phones all the time. We're in a digital world, but the metaverse, we're going to like the phone is all around us type deal. And we have emojis and nice little avatar characters or whatnot representing us. But, you know, for the biggest hip hop artist to make an investment on the meta universe, Remember when, um, I can't think of the artist's name right now that did a concert live in Fortnite. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, but things like that. Imagine Jay-Z, you know, retiring <laughs> over here in the real rap world and then announce a new, like he did the Black Album, uh, you know, the Encore, like something, a next big record like that being over here in the meta universe to where Jay-Z say, you know what? I'm gonna drop some digital exclusive meta uh, meta universe content that the real world can't hear. You're gonna have to come over here in the metaverse to kind of check out my new concert or such and such and such. Could he do something like that? Of course, a digital Rockefeller maybe? Of course, new, Rock uh, new Rockefeller label or whatnot? Of course, all these things can happen. But for the mere fact that Jay-Z is taking a stab into the meta universe, that's a great thing for hip-hop. Why? Because hip-hop and gaming run core to core, hand to hand. Going back, touching a little bit who's all investing in the meta universe, you got Microsoft. Microsoft already taking off with the Halo lens, but that's AR tech. If you don't know what that is, take a look and see what Microsoft is already doing. They've been working on AR tech for quite some time now and going who else making a really big investment we know about facebook um snapchat is one um i'm waiting to see what apple position is in the whole vr and ar apple is working on something but we don't really know quite what is what exactly it is but microsoft is definitely a head player in it facebook definitely a head player snapchat uh, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying, 
other technical companies is probably coming along. Those are just the top right off here. Nike just, you know, they're they're diving right into it. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's more, but that's just off the top of my head right now that I can just name to you. But just looking at the mere fact that you got one key player over here in the tech world is Microsoft. The other key player over here in the hip hop world is Jay-Z. I mean, then in the I, I, mixing, blending both of those together, you got Nike is a, a big time player, but you got top three players that's ready to play. And not to mention that you even got banks like JP Mortgage and other banks that's hopping into cryptocurrency willing to invest also into this meta universe. It's going to be pretty exciting, folks. So just keep your ears and your eyes tucked in and away. And just be ready to get engaged into this digital world because it's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, moving on, man, I'm going to go a little bit backwards with my list. But I'm going to talk about this Resident Evil Village getting a free DLC. So the thing is, man, why I'm pumped about that is the mere fact that I love to see games get free DLCs or some type of free content download or whatnot coming out because that keeps uh, us talking about the game, that keeps us hype about the game, that just keeps us ready to go with the game and for Village did pretty good this year and for them to drop us some extra content around the holiday season also I think it's a great little look for Resident Evil and Going back to VR and also touching on Resident Evil. Remember Resident Evil 4 just dropped? VR just dropped? Yo, that's keeping these guys... They, they're keeping they're keeping us hyped and, and wanting to play more Resident Evil. This whole Resident Evil 4 VR thing, I mean, I haven't got a chance to play it yet. But from looking at it, it's like... It's so weird, man, because you know the VR, all you see... For the Anchor people and Spotify people, y'all can't see my hand motions over here unless I upload this video to you guys. Shout out to Anchor and Spotify for also having a video now. But um, it's like on the VR world, you only see like your hands or whatnot. So all this is, here's my arm. All this is chopped off in the VR world and you only see your hands. And it's kind of weird, you know? So it's like, uh playing Resident Evil 4 over and over and over so, so much in the past and seeing it in a VR perspective, it's like, yo, imagine playing that, you know what I'm saying, in VR, like, I'm thinking now of the Resident Evil 4 game and it's like, yo, the chainsaw dude, the, the mercenary mode they had in that game, imagine playing that in VR, like, that'd be kind of trippy and kind of crazy because I feel like it wouldn't be able to keep up with my emotions. That's one of the things I had a problem with VR, playing several different VR games, is the motion in it. Now, PS4, PS4 uh, VR, they did a pretty good job at, you know what I'm saying, uh, not feeling so motion sickness a little bit, but it's still there. And I'm wondering, is uh, do Resident Evil 4 VR have that same, like, will I get motion sickness off of it? From some of the stuff I've seen, it kind of, when you're looking at it on video, it don't really do it good justice. VR is one of those things where you have to experience for yourself, hands-on. You can't really just kind of look at someone else playing it because it feel like, yo, like, is, is he actually moving that slow? He's not really. It's just slow leg and 
why is it so wavy when it's not really wavy when you're actually in the headset but it may look that way so you have to actually get your personal hands on it to kind of really give you a, a full perspective view of vr how it really is so for the mere fact we got Resident Evil 4 in VR, I really wish they would do a complete remaster. I wouldn't even say remaster. I say remake. A complete remake of Resident Evil 4. I'm hoping for that still, for better graphics. But the fact that we got a VR experience on Resident Evil 4, I can appreciate. And again, Resident Evil dropping this free DLC for Resident Evil Village. I'm all for that, man. That's what's up. Moving on, man. Let's talk about Microsoft and Sega. So, I think at the beginning of this video, I might have said Sony. I'm so, so sorry. Um, Sega. Sega and Microsoft got this whole little deal. Now, I don't know how long y'all really been rocking with me here, man, but appreciate you if you have. But we've been doing the podcast quite some time, and it's a lot of stuff that I predicted. Now, we did speak on an episode, I think, in about 2018. Um is King Pimps and Players uh, 2022, something like that. And a uh, shout out to my homie, my OG homie, Fred Freeze. We made a couple predictions about Microsoft and Apple and Sony and Sega and different stuff. We're just kind of just making different predictions. What if, uh, could they do this or whatnot? So this whole Sega thing. Now, when I first seen it, I was like, yo, I know Sega ain't finna come out with another console they from the team team with Microsoft. Microsoft ain't buying them and like that. So it's not that. It's, it's actually not that. Let me see. I actually wanted to uh, read like the headline on it because at first I didn't quite understand it. But it's one of those things like, oh, okay, okay. So here's the main thing. Uh, uh, Sega and and Microsoft are are basically exploring a strategy alliance to build a next generation gaming development. Uh, environment what I, I that's still like you're working together on something but not a game or a console so what are you working on Metal universe perhaps hmm they did keywords people next generation gaming development environment so the thing is I'm thinking okay maybe this can be a point to where Sega can kind of dive deeper into the meta universe also later on in, in the future. But they're probably just working. I didn't read the full article. They got a full article on that. So don't don't judge me or take my words with, with you know, whatever. But what I'm thinking is if Sega can get with Microsoft on some things it would be somewhere to where they can keep the sega legacy going and the way to do that introduce them and put sega in the meta universe who's all i just said who was a key factor player in the meta universe facebook nike microsoft off top of my head those top three hands down because Microsoft was already doing their thing with AR. They already got a couple Sega games, you know what I'm saying, lined up, ready to go. Sony do too, of course, but to see that what you're going to start seeing is just like we begin to see when Microsoft was just buying up companies. 
uh, Sony buying up several different companies or partner or whatever, whatever. Microsoft doing the same thing with Sega, but not buying them, but just kind of partnering with them to work on something maybe for the future. I think it's going to be Metal Universe. Now, I'm not necessarily saying I'm making a prediction or saying that we made a prediction on the previous episodes of podcast, but just having that futuristic conversation of, yo, what would it be like if uh, a great combination, someone like a Sega and a Microsoft work together on something or a Nintendo and Apple work together on something really big? Well, they kind of did, and that's what's kind of going on. So to keep Sega name relevant, since they're not dropping a new console, they're just dropping games. We know we're getting a new Sonic. But to really push Sega, I think Sega can, I wouldn't say they can really help Microsoft. Microsoft can kind of help them. So keeping them relevant and kind of keep their games safe. <laughs> For one thing, <laughs> Microsoft is going to definitely get first grabs on any type of free DLCs on any type of Sega uh, game or something like a Sonic game or whatever. Microsoft should definitely get first dibs on that since they're working with Sega. Maybe on network interface and uh, with some cloud gaming. I think it was about cloud gaming now that I think about it Uh, because I didn't read the full article, but it's probably on some stuff in the cloud because Microsoft and Sony actually work together on some cloud uh some cloud technology or working together on some network things probably with the crossplay or whatnot but anyway the thing i'm saying is make them relevant in the meta universe that would be perfect i can see you know what i'm saying some nice sonic avatars or whatnot in the in, in the meta universe thanks to microsoft you know special uh elite only for for microsoft members and so i'm telling you man this metal universe thing is gonna get crazy you hear me it's gonna get crazy man it's it's the future man it's gonna get crazy and i don't really see nothing that sega can really help microsoft out it's more of a what can microsoft do for sega so cloud gaming in the future metal universe definitely gonna be the thing moving on now this whole overwatch 2 and diablo 4 getting pushed back I'm okay with that. And now Overwatch 2, I played it. It was okay. I wasn't that good at it. But Diablo 4, looking like it's looking real good now. But hey, I ain't tripping. Take your time on it. Don't pressure these developers to like, hey, come out with the game. Hurry. You know, they send people death threats and all that, man. And you don't make this game on time. I'm going to get you. (laughs) Don't do that, man. Don't rush these people to make these games. Y'all take y'all time. I understand just make it great I don't I hate to see games when they come out and they have all types of bugs they just seem like they're not ready so when they push games back cool make sure it's ready keep it hot get I, I take the time we get it long as it's good so hey Diablo 4 man y'all take the time while y'all working on that moving on man talking about this Netflix gaming so, the games, actually, I, the games that's on Netflix, I haven't had a chance to check them out yet. But, if Netflix can pull this off to where, if they can make a partner with some great games, right here on your television, 
Ooh. They become a whole nother type of competition. I'm actually looking here on Netflix now to see if it's some type of category. It should be some type of category that I'm up for. Uh, I'm going to have to start doing Netflix game reviews. <laughs> I don't see any type of category for it, but if Netflix are able to, I'm pretty sure it's like it's not like big time gaming. It's probably simple gamings, games that, you know, you could just play with the remote or whatnot. But if you can hook a, in the future, in the future, if you can hook a controller up to your television, okay, let's say you got the television and you, you know, you got Android TV and stuff already built into your television, Netflix, all this stuff. Netflix partner with a television, put Netflix automatically in it, kind of like Google Stadia. You use your Google Stadia controller. What if they partner with, hmm, that'd be perfect. They already make Android TVs. Google can just partner with Netflix to strengthening their gaming platform, also leveraging Netflix on all televisions. But Netflix can also use that opportunity to introduce those gaming audience already in the Google side of people to their Netflix genre of game. Perfect idea. That'd actually be really, really cool. So I think Netflix CEO need to write that down. But um, if they partner with Android TV, Netflix is inside and it comes with a controller or you can use your Stadia controller because you can already use almost any controller with the Stadia, with the Google Stadia. So if you can use a controller with Netflix and they get some pretty good, decent games on there, that's a completely different type of competition. So that's actually like, I don't really see it being nothing big, but just the mere fact that Netflix, the blockbuster killer, is entering in the gaming universe. It tells you, gaming is number one, man. We've been number one for quite some time, but we've been like underdogs where everything else been number one. And we just been kind of sitting in the back, waiting our turn almost gaming been exciting and it been taking over it just we are the future <laughs> we are the future so funny how hip-hop entertainment music all other type of things is now coming to the gaming world we welcome you all but we ask that you all have a very uh happy enthusiastic to be here because a lot of gamers we a lot of gamers man we're happy we're always happy and we're always you know even though we, we get toe up on times online we get angry cussing and all that fussing but we still a hey, good game bro good game you know a lot of gamers i meet you know very respectful and very uh happy and very uh generous so you know we are number one and we are the future i say that humbly but uh, yes, it's very interesting. I think Netflix have an opportunity to really do something great if they pull it off. But I don't really think it's going to be nothing big. But if they can pull this off right, I would say they would have to partner with someone. If they partner with Google for the uh, Android TVs, that'd be great. But Google Stadia don't have any great games you have to have a great game to compete with the juggernaut like playstation or microsoft 
or even Nintendo. So, yeah, and Netflix is not necessarily, they're not doing this for, to compete with anybody, but they're just kind of doing this because they know gaming is the spot. Gaming is, 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 it is what it is. You know, they're not just getting in the space where I, we're tired of watching Netflix. We're going to play some video games. They're trying to get into the gaming space and they're pretty much there now. I'm hoping that they pull it off right, make some small decisions, partner with a company and make this thing a lot more exciting because that just opened the doors up for more gamers. So, you know, pretty dope. That's all I got on the board right there. Um, we just seen the call. I'm going to speak on that a little bit. We just seen the Call of Duty um, Vanguard live release. Now, I wouldn't say live release, but more of like uh, live concert almost. <laughs> I was not expecting T Pain. Shout out to T Pain. I wasn't expecting Migos. Shout out to Migos. I wasn't expecting Lil John. Shout out to Lil John. I wasn't expecting none of that. None of those guys. I was not expecting them. Lil John suck at Call of Duty, by the way. <laughs> But again, man, you know, it's pretty dope to see. I think T-Pain brought the excitement to the show. It's pretty dope. Uh, at the end, they kind of just tricked that thing out and turned it out into a concert. One expecting that. But um, yeah, IGN was like, yeah, uh, cut. Migos going live. Cut. They talking talk about the game and cut. We got. We, we <laughs> but yeah, man, it's pretty good to see, man. And I think they hyped up the Call of Duty Vanguard. Did a good job at hyping it up because it needs some hype because the battlefield of 2042 i think that's the name of it it we uh, it, it, it looked better for its graphics but after seeing vanguard tonight looks really really good but see the thing is a lot of people don't want to go back to the whole world war ii uh back in the old day wars or whatnot so you know they had to kind of hype it up Meanwhile, Battlefield uh, 2042 is like futuristic first-person shooter. That's what we want. You know what I'm saying? So I'm actually excited to see the next Call of Duty because knowing the fact that we're going back to World War II, which to me is okay, but it's still of a problem. I really wish they would have took a different approach, not to World War II, but the graphics looks way better tonight than what i seen in the beta and the beta was cool but what i seen tonight that's a call of duty ready to release and it looks pretty good the graphics was amazing um that the graphics was really really beautiful and they bring in some they bring in the heat with the whole war zone thing and the zombies look pretty cool too so i'm excited for this call i'm more excited after seeing it tonight, I'm more excited for the Call of Duty, but I'm really more excited for the next Call of Duty. And the reason I say that is because of the graphics and because this Call of Duty is really, you know what I'm saying, built on next gen, the next Call of Duty is gonna be what you're gonna really, really see the graphics. So the graphics look amazing on this and the campaign story, how they're chopping it up in like four different parts or whatnot. I think that's amazing. And I uh, can't wait to see what they do with it for it's like the, you know, they drop the seasonal content all year with it and how they mix in the zombies with this one. It's freaking amazing. So I'm much more excited for this one after the live event they dropped tonight. Uh, by the time this podcast be out, new Vanguard Call of Duty will be out. But looking at it, I may have to probably wait to about December to get it made to get it. I'm going to see how it plays. 
see how everything goes. I'm going to be watching a couple of streamers play, but uh, I'm going to have to wait to pick that one up. Cold Wall is still my favorite right now. Uh, real quick before I get out of here, like Anchor Time is kicking me on. Anchor, y'all need to change that, man, to where we're doing a podcast on the computer. We can't go no longer than 30 minutes. That's not cool at all. I'm going to talk about real fast uh, the 2022 release. We got uh, Uncharted. They got, you remember, got the whole the whole Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection for PS5 dropping. And we got um, Horizon the Forbidden West and Gran Turismo 7. So 2022 is already looking pretty good. And God of War, can't forget that. 2022 is going to be a great year, folks. I mean, Gran Turismo 7, I've been looking at all the trailers, trailers for that for quite some time. And it's, hey, beginning 2022 looking real good. PlayStation did a pretty good job this year and coming into year 2022. And it's like, yo, you couldn't, you, you can't really argue that. And I was looking at a comparison to what, when PS4 uh, first dropped versus, you know, the games they dropped versus PS5 and the games they dropped. PS5 got PS4 beat, so hey, can't really argue with that one. Um, that's all I got for right now. Uh, I could elaborate on a little bit more stuff. The Grand Theft Auto. Oof. I'm hype about it because those graphics do look good. They do look good, but I would I would have to play it first. I, I can't. I have to play it first. But like, damn man, I want GTA 6. <laughs> Be sure to follow me everywhere, Master23Mind, TikTok, Twitter, IG, uh, Mastermind RGTV on YouTube, Podcast, Mastermind, I mean, uh, Real Gamer, I'm trying to hurry up because Anchor is kicking me out the room over here, uh, Real Gamer on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, and Google, all platforms everywhere, Real Gamer, and um, we'll be back for more, man, y'all know we rock off the top of the dome, and uh, throughout the week, throughout the month, of November, I'll be giving y'all hot sauce of podcasts. Yeah.